0: This is Ruben, and today we have another special edition of the Hoops and half podcast, where we kind of talk about the MJ documentary that everybody's been watching. i um, just kind of talking about what's going on and what our thoughts are and stuff like that. Tonight is kind of special because it's the one time I think I'm doing a podcast solo. <laughs> so unfortunately, you get to hear my takes the entire time. You get to hear my voice. And, um, you know, let's just get to it. Um, So tonight's documentary is about uh, episode seven and eight, which, you know, talk about Michael retiring, Michael doing baseball, coming back, some more stuff about him, um, you know, facing the magic when he came back and kind of stuff with uh, Space Jam, which was obviously a big part of, I think, a lot of listeners' uh, childhoods. Um, and stuff like that. So, the first thing you talk about, really, is the fact that Michael retiring, right? For me, that would be one of the... Cr- that would have been the craziest thing if I was old enough to kind of remember what it was like to kind of see that happen. Um, again, like, we all kind of know, like, Michael's father was, you know, was murdered or whatever. And, you know... There are still a lot of speculation of whether Michael had debt or owed money or got his father killed or whatever. Um, and some other people think you know he was tired, which I can kind of see that too. And I know that this documentary is very much controlled by Michael and his people, so you know they talk about the fact that he's tired. You know, like, towards the end of, you know, the first three, Pete, he's tired of kind of being the limelight all the time, and it bogs people down. Like, that's true, you know, but at the same point, like, certain things, like, we know about Michael's gambling habits. Like, that's something that everybody knows about. Um, He's a psychopath when it comes to wanting to win and wanting to prove a point and things like that. Um, So, for me seeing all that it was a little cathartic just because like I think about like my parents especially because today the day that it dropped it was uh Mother's Day in the U.S. so you know just thinking about like my parents passing away or like just whatever and just like me not wanting to proceed doing like what I'm doing because that and on top of like just being burned down stuff like that like I totally see it and I do sympathize with Michael because it's never easy losing, you know, a loved one and stuff like that. Um, And as for my thoughts of whether, you know, he retired because of a debt or because, you know, he got his father killed or whatever, um, I don't think that we'll ever know. Again, like, this documentary is very Michael Jordan approved, which means that he had a lot of say in what was mentioned to people and stuff like that or what was mentioned in the documentary stuff like that so i don't really see him being like oh yeah of course i you know retired because i got my father killed and stuff like that like he's not that guy to even if it was true i don't think he would admit that um so that was really interesting and then of course he retires and becomes a baseball player uh with the um with the watching with the not watching with the Chicago uh, White Sox team, uh, their organization, because, of course, you know, um, they're like the owner. You know, the owner owns both Reisendorf or whatever. He owns both the Bulls and the White Sox. So, of course, it's pretty easy just for kind of just to sign Michael to, you know, a double-A contract and have him play. Um, That was interesting because my dad is also a huge baseball fan. So kinda I kind of picked his brains a little bit about stuff at that time, because obviously, like I was a little younger, didn't really care about sports in that way. um you know, my dad obviously you know loved sports and kinda knew the what was going on, and you know he would tell me that they would like literally like every day like he would they would talk about it on the radio or his or him and his coworkers would talk about kinda like what they saw in the newspaper and stuff like that because it was such national news because you know one of the greatest basketball players of all time is playing baseball and not even like major league like double a which is a trip um michael hit 202 with 50 RBIs which is insane um 202 is not that good right in the grand scheme of things so it basically means that um for every 10 pitches you hit two of them um the greatest players hit three out of ten but that discrepancy with so many at bats and stuff like that it becomes a big deal again michael was doing this after not playing you know baseball since he was 17 so him being able to hit 50 rbis in one year is kind of insane because even at the minor league level like Players can play. Like, they're good. Um, You know? So him being, what, I think he was like 31 when he retired that first time and, you know, played baseball and being like the oldest and probably tallest, you know, uh, teammate must have been kind of interesting. Um, Especially because, again, like, he's Michael fucking Jordan. (laughs) So, So that was really cool. I just... That's one of the things that trips me out because baseball is such a different sport like there are certain there are different things they get to work on so him being a goddamn lunatic was working on all these different facets of baseball while he was you know 31 which is crazy like it's crazy to trying to like see somebody rework their entire workout system rework like obviously working more on hand-eye coordination stuff like working on like bat speed and just, you know, fielding. Fielding is hard, bro. Like, I played for a little bit, and it is... It's tough. Um, so I kind of thing that was really interesting. Um, and then, of course, like, they kind of talk about him coming back into the league and just seeing how... You know, like, he wore 45 because that was his first jersey number, apparently. And it was so interesting seeing, seeing him come back and just being like... And just being like, oh, "Okay, like, I'm going to come back and play." But he wasn't really conditioned to play ba- basketball, which, I wouldn't say is a knock on baseball because it's a completely different sport, But in baseball, you're not generally running, you know, three miles on a small little court all the time, you, know, or whatever however long people run, or however, what the distance is for, average, for the average uh, length that people run, uh, on a basketball court, um, but it's just so interesting just because it's, you know, he comes back and he faces Orlando, the Orlando Magic, who have Penny Hardaway, you know, a young Shaq, you know, Nick Anderson wasn't that bad either, you know, from what I've seen of, again, like, the the Orlando Magic documentaries and stuff like that, um... They were really fucking good, you know, so it made sense for like for him trying to come back in like the middle of the season, or towards the end of the season, really, and just trying to come back and dominate. like it's not going to happen. Um, you know, And the whole reason why he decided to leave baseball, apparently is because of the walkout, according to the documentary. And that lockout was really crazy because the Rangers, our Texas Rangers, had a they were winning their division. Uh, being 10 games under 500. Um, that was also the year that the Montreal Expos were really good, apparently. Um, again, like, that season was a wash for them. So, because, again, it was, you know, um, a strike and stuff like that. Um, you know, and then, like, they kind of talk about, like, okay, like, after that season, he was like, okay, like, I'm going to go into work on this Space Jam movie. And while I'm working on a Space Jam movie... I'm gonna go ahead and get back into shape by playing the best of the players in pickup games. Which uh that footage was really cool. Um I had never seen it before. I'm sure a lot of people have. Um it's kind of upsetting, kinda of weird that all this all this footage that apparently was taken um for that last season, like they only use they're only using like maybe one percent of it, <laughs> which kind of sucks. But um again, like seeing you know, seeing Michael Jordan play against you know Reggie Miller and some other guys like that was pretty cool to kind of see, kind of see that, I kind of see like what they're talking about him. Like, yeah, he's trying to get back in shape, but he's also studying the players again. He's trying to study like the young guys who are coming in the league and how he's going to attack them when he comes back and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was it's just really interesting, kind of seeing you know all the other stuff that was going on and then this in this in this these two episodes. Um another part that really interested me was you know kind of talking about like just like again like how much of a psychopath Michael is. And a lot of this documentary so far has been Michael's a psychopath, you know. Um, you know, when they're talking when they're kind of backtrack kind of talking about um a uh, part of the second three P, when they're featuring the Hornets and BJ Armstrong who used to play for the used to play for the Bulls um, kind of knows, like, hey, like, how to attack Michael and how to, um, you know, how to attack, like, you know, their defense and stuff like that. And they win a game, you know? They win a game and the next game, you know, the, for the series, Michael's like, okay, fuck this. Like, I'm going to fucking kill them. And, um, you know, he did. He fucking destroyed them, which was kind of cool. Um, the other story that was talked about, which... Right now, which as of now is my favorite all time, Michael Jordan story It's a story about him and Lebedford Smith, LeBradford, Bradford, sorry Le Bradford Smith. Um, so the sto- so I'm sure everybody's seen the documentary if you're listening to this. Basically, Le Bradford Smith apparently says, "Nice game, nice game, Mike," to Michael Jordan um, after after beating him. I think he was with the bullets, and after beating him, which. You know, apparently, like, causes... And I think I think apparently Le Bradford scored, like, what, like, 37, 38 points, something like that, in the, in the win. And, um, you know, so, as the story goes, Michael hears that and is like, okay, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you the next time we see each other. And um, uses that and scores, like, 35 in the first half of the game. And just destroys the dude, like... And he's, a, I remember, so apparently the Bradford Smith is the rookie at the time. He's a rookie at the time. You know, so it's just, like, him being a little cocky, whatever, and stuff like that. And so, you know, kills him, kills the bullets, whatever. And then Michael comes out later and says that he lied about the entire thing. You know, so he's basically creating, he's basically creating, um you know, uh, reason, like, motivation to kill somebody in a game, even if something didn't happen. Um, just, like, just um, the amount of stuff where, like, the brain, like, the galaxy brain, you have to be able to, like, kind of just do that. Um, is super insane. Um, you know, <laughs> I have a note here where I'm talking about the Woj Bomb commercial. Um, forgot for those of you who didn't know, and a uh, Kirk series face. I uh, tweeted some other people tweeted uh, the visual of it, but apparently there was a Woge bomb commercial where it was like some bombs have a ticker or something, but this bomb is a Twitter. I don't know, it's something like that, and it was just like such a weird thing to put online. Like I know that we're starving for content and anything that. Is basketball related at all? <laughs> so, kind of seeing that was just it, just threw me out, threw me for a loop for a little bit. Like, I was like, I could not be the only person who saw this, um, you know. Uh, so, I mean, like, that was that was pretty interesting. Um, again, the music uh, was really goddamn good. Uh, they played that song by KRS1, uh, which I mean, I'm a little bit younger. Like I do listen to hip hop, but I never really like I know that song by Chaos One and a few others. Um, you know I'm a young Latino guy. Like I don't, you know, I don't really listen to that type of stuff really. But um, like '80s hip hop, like '80s hip hop. I just like early '90s or whatever. Um, so, but I mean, I love that song. So that was really cool to kind of see that like as the backdrop for. You know, montages of Jordan just starting to come back from his, you know, retirement and stuff like that. Really his hiatus. Um, You know, and then they're kind of talking. And then, again, the structure of the documentary doesn't make any damn sense. It makes sense now. But for the first few episodes, I was so confused as to, like, hey, like, they're starting the story in 98. Oh, wait, no, they're going back to, like, 91. And then they're going back to ninety eight. Oh wait, now we're going back to like eighty five. Um, the structure really fucks me up because I wish it was more linear. <laughs> like, hey, like here's Michael. Like when he you know we were starting off, here's the whole story about how how Eric um, Jordan started, or you know stuff like that, or just like hey, here are here how here's how he struggled early on. Okay, cool. Like you know, and just keep that in the back burner, and we'll talk about it later on stuff like that. But so it got to the point where they're talking about they're talking about um, they're talking about his uh, going up against the going up against the Supersonics in the finals, Um, which Gary Payton is a fucking great person. (laughs) Sean Kemp, I actually found a, a jersey of Sean Kemp's at a thrift store a long time ago. Um, I used to, like, I used to buy jerseys at thrift shops and then kind of flip them for extra money, like, just as a side thing. Um, it's funny, because I actually did, I found a, a, a Jordan jersey, um, a while back. It was, like, an extra, extra large, and I flipped that. I I think I, I bought it for, like, six bucks and then, like, sold it for, like, 60, so that was kind of cool. Um, just little shit like that. Um, anyway, so I'm kind of digressing, but, um... You know, so I kind of talk about, you know, the Bulls and and the Supersonics meeting, you know, and the finals, and this is the seventy two and ten season in which, you know, everybody knows, kind of knows now, where it's like seventy two seventy two and ten doesn't mean anything without the ring and stuff like that. Um, you know, because again, if you win seventy two or 73, 73 games, and then win, you know, win the uh, win the finals, like you're literally the best team of all time, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, they're kind of talking about it. And at this point, you can kind of tell, like, maybe going for 72 wins was not a good idea because they're tired, you know? Um, it seemed more like of that series being more of a slog fest for a lot of the Bulls, especially Michael, because, I mean, what does he do best besides put the team on his back? Um, you know... So they're kind of talking about. They're kind of talking about. They're talking about how, again, like all these stories just confirm to me, like one, how much of a psychopath Michael Jordan is, and two. Um. So if one, how much of a psychopath Michael Jordan is, and two, just how much that fucking rolled, <laughs> you know. Now looking back at it, like again, like there's a lot of talk about, you know, the way he carries himself, like how that would have gone, like in the social media age that we're in now um i personally think he would have adapted like really well and would have just like somehow would have been able to like not 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 ever talk to the press and like i don't know like i just like he would have been probably not really big on social media in the first place um just because i don't think he wanted he would want to show any signs of weakness but i do think he probably would have had burners at the same time just because you know, if you have a burner, you can hide behind that. Shout out to Kevin Durant. Um, you know, and some other, and, and Calangelo and everybody. Um, but, you know, they're talking about the series, you know, the series, the 72 and, 10, 72 and 10 season, and this final series where they're talking about how George Carlisle didn't, or not George Carlisle, George Carl didn't say hello to Michael when they at some restaurant. And everybody's thought is like, "Oh, fuck! You absolutely fucked up because not saying hi to Michael or not like being courteous to Michael was like a big F-you. And so you know, they they I think they go up like three zero on the, on the Supersonics, which okay, like that's kind of like okay, the coronation, like it's done, like you know, it's just gonna be whatever. Um, but what's insane to me is that the fact that George Carl did not put. Gary Payton on Michael Jordan until it was, all, until it was basically too late. Um Again, like Gary Payton, the glove, if you guys don't know, like was a defensive monster. Like he was pretty, he was, it was pretty good, pretty damn good offensively, but defensively is like what he's known for. Knows he's known for. Um He's called the glove, you know? <laughs> um And the fact that they didn't, that that George Carl George Carl goddamn George Carl didn't put Peyton on MJ until what like game four is insane dude like I mean does it change the series maybe maybe not um, I'm kind of thinking not because the meme that's going around and will be part of the Michael Jordan collection because his memes are super elite. Um, you know, they're talking about, uh, you know, like Michael's listening, the the damn iPad in this fucking documentary, dude, like literally the best part, it's literally the best part of the documentary is when they have Michael just like listening to like the interviews from other players or other people and just his reactions. So like him listening to Gary Payton and basically be like, Hey, like this series would have changed. Like. I never backed down to Michael Jordan, like basically not calling him a bitch or anything like that, but basically just being like, you know, like I could have stopped him and stuff like that. And just Michael Jordan, just like laughing his ass, like looking at, looking at the iPad for a second, lifting his head towards the ceiling and just laughing his ass off. It's such a great still, such a great part of the documentary Um, again, it's going to be in the pantheon of Michael Jordan memes because he is just chock full of them, especially when we consider this, uh, this, uh, the series and stuff like that, you know? And so that was really awesome kind of seeing that happen. Um, you know, and then kind of going into next week, you know, they start talking about again, um, the last dance, and kind of talking about how he's going to be going up against the Pacers who you know Reggie Miller's a sniper <laughs> and um kind of talking about you know kind of talking to Reggie and I I'm really excited cuz all of the next week is the last two episodes and it's going to be a it's going to be the last time we see basketball for a little bit I think um unless I don't know but um you know, I'm really excited about really excited to kinda of see the ending of this and what how it culminates. Like we all know the story. Like we all know, like, okay, obviously like he three repeats, you know, retires, comes back, three repeats again, and then retires, never comes back. Because the wizard's years never happened. But um you know, I'm really excited. Um this was these two episodes are probably two of my favorites I think. I think I think for the most part I think this week and last week so far have been like the highlights the general highlights of this of this uh of this documentary uh, series. Um you know, and uh I appreciate you guys listening, if you're listening, if you've listened so far. Um shout out to you. Uh you guys are great. Um you know, I am very much missing basketball, as I'm sure all of you guys are, and here I am talking about a documentary <laughs> instead of, you know, basketball. Obviously the Mavs should be in the second round or you know, right now, but whatever. <laughs> um so you guys stay safe. Please wash your hands. Um I know things have been been a little bit more lax as of late, but I you know, until I see more data I just would rather stay inside so um y'all just be safe out there please uh just remember like if you're not doing it for you you know if you're not you know practicing safe practices um for yourself you know do it for your mom or your grandmother or you know your neighbor who might be a little older and stuff like that um so just be good uh see you guys later